Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here at the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 32. The podcast just started and Brian is laughing already. This is the second straight episode. Yeah. Because we're looking for... Yeah, you got to stop now. Can't be three in a row. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, right before we introduce our guests, I'm going to explain this right now. One, <laughs> one, the reason why I'm wearing all my Eevee gear is because there's a new Pokemon game announced <laughs> that's going to come down in November. We were talking about video games mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, which I'm going to buy in the summer in anticipation of that. I, mean, I, mean, I want to give it an experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm. A, I want Nintendo Switch too, just not for that game. So I'm no, repping. I'm repping. I I'm being an ultra nerd right now. Also, uh, we're looking for famous number thirty two because this is number thirty two. Episode, episode number thirty two. Yes. Uh, you said first thirty two to come to mind, Magic Johnson. Matt. Said, <laughs> come alone. Of course come he alone. did. Yeah, of course he did because he's a Utah Jazz fan, like and a legitimate said, Utah Jazz fan. I said Stephen Matz, and then when I was looking up number 32, famous number 32s, I laughed because I came on uh, O.J. Simpson. Story um, of O.J. Yeah. And not that I find that funny, but it was no. just like, of all the people that I could turn to at that moment. It's funny. We all <laughs> forgot about him. But anyway, it is, a, it is episode number 32. We have a guest with us today. Yes. Uh, this is our second uh, professional athlete. To be here on the show, yes. if I'm not mistaken, second and also basketball player, yes. uh, Tyreek Jewell, pro basketball player and Nike model. Tyreek, what's yeah. up, man? Welcome to the show. Appreciate it, man. I'm glad to be here. How, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, good. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on. Like you said, basketball and, and Nike. You know, it's it's a, it's a great experience. All right, man. Basketball and and Nike. Um, t- let's t- for people who don't know you. That take take us through your background. Uh, wh- where you from? Uh, growing up in basketball, your your path through college, and and where's taking you professionally? Well, I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in the Bronx. I got, Sorry I, to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I started playing basketball. The first part was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a vibe for people from the Bronx. Yeah, I started playing basketball in Manhattan. So, man, I usually say I'm just from New York City, but. Um, Damn, so you don't even want to rep the Bronx. Man, it's not. It's because it's, it's it goes both ways. When I was, you know, when I was coming from high school and then going to college, people were like, is he from Brooklyn or the Bronx? Like, my friends used to try to, you know, clown me about it a little bit on social media. Like, you don't know where you're from. Damn. It's like, man, it is what it is. But, um, man, I grew up playing basketball in, um, in Manhattan. My, my uncle's in, you know, 93rd and 1st. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, my high school was leadership and public service. We didn't even have a gym, so. It was nothing to talk about, but that was in that was in um, Wall Street. I was on Wall Street. That's right. So from there, um, you know, just grinding, you know, working out outside, practicing outside, and then I wound up playing in the tournament. And I, it was a coach by the name of Brian Hodgson. Shout out to him. Mm. He gave me um, a scholarship offer, my only scholarship offer. To so go. You, you had no looks for the majority going mm, through. I had uh, no looks in high school. Like huh. probably my senior years was was when people were actually. Started to like you know notice I guess from me being a, a probably top ten scorer in PSAL at that point my you know my basketball career so I think that's kind of where it was like a little buzz. Leadership was a uh, a B was that a B yeah B division right B three at that and it's hard it's hard coming from uh, when you play at a B school it's a yeah. small school you don't get a lot of looks yeah you um, get a lot I, of fans to come you get a lot of fans right. yeah, yeah. You know, I played I played B division PSAL mm-hmm. ball so I remember it's like sometimes. Your school don't even show up for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like people you go see at school, like you're, like you just you and the cheerleaders. Yeah, right? if, you had, right? if you got cheerleaders, that's yeah, all right. I mean, you know, it's always you know a couple of people in the crowd that support you. You know, your mans. Yeah, they pull up. But, <laughs> <laughs> your mans pull up. You know, but other than that, you know, it was it was it was you know it was a cool time, a unique time in my life. So what's that kind of like? Because obviously, New York City is very much a basketball city, mm-hmm. as we talked about on this podcast before. 
But a lot of kids come up and they have like certain aspirations of like they think that they're going to go to the NBA mm -hmm. just because of they get to point A, B, C, whatever. And you've gone the route like you've had a very, I guess, unconventional route where you've gone to a B division school, mm -hmm. then for there to a junior college, then a small division one school. And now you're playing professionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So kind of just take us through that path. And I guess what were your expectations of that going in and coming out of it now? How do you feel? Yeah, well, like you said, everybody, you know, grow up playing basketball, wanting to be in the NBA. So that was definitely the ultimate dream. Still is, honestly. Still is. Yeah, but um, from high school into college, like, that time was, like, I was really leaving my family. So it was a lot of stuff more than basketball. But um, it was kind of, it was a blessing because to go to college, I didn't really have to pay. I, I paid to stay in the dorms because it was Division Two. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, you know, I got the you know, feel of everything and actually playing on the team. And it kind of, you know, just filling in. So, like, my first year, I think I was averaging, if I'm not mistaken, 20, 22, I want to yeah. say. Y'all could look that where up. You, where <laughs> yeah, I think it was 22, 25 yeah. points. Yeah. What D2 school were you at? Uh, Jamestown Community College. Oh, Jamestown Community College. Shout out to Jamestown. Man, that's that town. It, it came home <laughs> to me. That's how, I, yeah. So, I went up there and, you know, did my thing as far as basketball my first year. Um, I made a lot of connections with, like, you know, people, like, the coaching and the staff that's at the school period. And then it became a family thing. Mm -hmm. But, um... By the time I graduated, I think I was averaging, I, only, I went there for two years. I was averaging like 20, I know I was averaging like double digits both years. Yeah. Yeah. So You're like, all 20, American, right? yeah, yeah, I was all yeah. American. I won, yeah, all that stuff. And then um, I had a scholarship. But the thing was, at that time, I had to uh, quite, like, graduate. Mm -hmm. So I had to take like three summer classes. So I kind of lost a lot of scholarship offers. But um, St. Francis, um, Coach Glenn Breaker, he told me that, you know, whether you pass or not, we want you to come here. We'll work with you. And, um, you know, it was a lot of stuff. Like, I had a daughter, too, at that time in my life. So that's mm. when I came. That's actually when I really committed me to come back. Because mm. I went on a visit. Uh, I want to say Missouri, Kansas City. I think it's the UMKC. Yeah. I yeah. went to visit, and like, the campus was dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. basketball, the, the arena we played in was, like, crazy out of this world. It was like a like an actual arena. So, <laughs> yeah. like So I'm like, oh, it's lit. The only thing I did, like, the only thing I wasn't really a fan of was that uh, it was... It was like Adidas. The, the, everything was Adidas. Like sports, basketball. You had to wear Did Adidas. that really sway you? Because yeah, I don't think people like, like seriously. When you talk about college recruiting, somebody's like, like I'm, I'm probably yeah, with yeah. you. I rock with Nike. I'm mm -hmm. a Nike head. Same. But <laughs> Same. is Cut that swaying you? Like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not trying to like rock this jersey. And I know you Nike model for Nike, so you ain't nah. gonna say anything positive about anybody else. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this is before Nike was paying you to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, did that really sway you and say? No, 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 nah, I don't necessarily think it was like a big major, you know, major fact where it's like, oh, y'all, nah, I'm not coming. Y'all got to do this. Like, it was right. more so of a like, ah, uh, like, damn, like, you know, because yeah. I'm not, I think I'm not really a fan of the sneakers. Don't get me wrong. I wore Adidas like in middle school. I wore the Crazy 8s. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, played, yeah. I played in the Crazy 8s. I wore eight. a sneaker. Yeah, but it, it, it really was because like it, it had the little, the Crazy 8s got that little design and, yeah. you know, it matched my jersey. So, but. Other than that, I wasn't really a fan of um, Adidas. But when I got here and I seen Nike, I'm like, I don't know. It's so, yeah, I was hyped. Like, it's, it's like, I'm with it. Yeah, you get yeah. The sneakers that you want to actually play in. So you had, you obviously had the All-American career at Jamestown. You went to St. Francis, had some success, mm -hmm. uh, almost had a conference championship. Mm -hmm. So as a professional, just now that part of it is what a lot of people don't know. Because a lot of, again, they want to get to the NBA. Mm -hmm. A lot of players go to G League route formerly the D-League, and then they end up going overseas. And you went all the way to Indonesia, 
<laughs> you got drafted. So I guess kind of take us through that process and kind of educate maybe young basketball players who are watching or listening. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like what that time of your life is like. Well, at that point, I think that's when I realized, like, I really came to my sense of the odds of making it to NBA because when you start, you know, getting in the mix with business, you start to see more than, you know what I'm saying, than yeah. people actually show. But um, I just always had the hope, you know, the hope to, you know, keep grinding. Like, I feel like you'll be noticed. And obviously from my past, you know, I took on things from me going to Jamestown mm-hmm. and still getting noticed, you know what I'm saying, to be able to play Division One, And then me coming to St. Francis – but graduating at that point, it was more so of me understanding that I had to, you know, bring myself up to another level as far as my work ethic and actually the way you work out and stuff like that. Mm. So that was like, you know, one of the main factors. But um, going to Indonesia, it was a, it was like a whole, it was a vibe because, you know, I was home. I left my, my mother. So I believe I'm the only one in my family to actually be, be considered a professional athlete. You know what I'm saying? So right. Just going in, the flight was like 22 hours, so I had a lot of thinking time. You know what I'm saying? I like, remember you telling me that. Yeah. Before. That's, that's a I was like, yo, yeah. that's a whole day. Whole day. Like, <laughs> exactly. So that whole process was crazy, but it was it was a great experience. Like when I got there, you know, they had the little media out there. So we come up to the plane, they taking pictures. That's the first thing. They got you holding a jersey. Oh, exactly. So it, yeah. it felt, it was that type of vibe. And then. Yeah. And you, you were drafted, right? Yeah, I got drafted. Yeah. And then like, that's a whole nother, you know, experience that I can talk about too. But yeah. when I got there, you know, the weather was the first thing I noticed because it was, it was like hot, like yeah. nothing less than 80. And it's like, yeah. So I'm like, the weather's nice. I'm looking around, you know, actually now we driving. They actually go to where we staying at located. I was in Jakarta. Okay. And yeah. It was it was just dope. Like after the the games, the crowd is out there waiting for you to you know sign and take pictures with them. The arena is packed. Was that weird for you coming from like a collegiate atmosphere where that doesn't happen? I'm sure there was nobody waiting outside of St. Francis to sign. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, a couple people out there. Yeah, yeah. Couple out there. <laughs> my man's was out there. <laughs> like, high school, like high school again. Yeah, yeah my I mean, man's was out there. We, we, we can get into that. When you're going from that to when you're going from that to hey, now is people are really passionate about the sport there. It's mm. got to feel good. Nah, it, it, it's, it's an eye opener, honestly. Because yeah. and you like worst like a star that season yeah, you were like, there. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you won a dunk contest. Yeah, you were. I think an All Star came in. Yeah. like <laughs> nah. It was an eye opener. Honestly, it, it made me really like because it, it kind of like I got to see a glimpse of me when I was you know a certain age. Because out there is like I feel like a lot of the fans were like younger, probably around my age, maybe a little mm. younger. So for, to see them kind of like reacting with us, like because it was like before the games, we'd be warming up outside. You know what I'm saying? Like just stretching as a team. Because it's like games starting before us. So, okay. yeah. Oh, so, it'll be like okay. a tournament. When you travel somewhere, you okay. play like two days. So, it's like an AAU kind of Yeah, kind of sort of, but okay. just professional. You know what I'm saying? So, we all warming up, and then you got the crowd. They sit there and watch you behind the gate and watch you, you stretch and everybody warming up, you know, talking to them, you know, dabbing them up, whatever the case may yeah. be. And then you go inside, you know, now they come to watch you play. And you go in there, it's packed. Like, so, like I said, that gave me a, a, a glimpse of me, like, you know, trying to reach to, out to, you know, my favorite players. But I'm in their country. You see what I'm saying? So it's like they're going to the arena to watch me play. Yeah. And I kind of embraced that. So when every time I got on the court, I just wanted to put on the show. What was, what was like, you know, because one of the things you could always talk about, you talked about coming from here, mm-hmm. taking that 22-hour flight. Mm-hmm. But once you get to some place like Indonesia, it's a completely different cultural yeah. experience. Oh, yeah. I think I talked to you about this um, off camera and off, off this podcast. But, like, what was that, like, change like for you when adapting to the culture? It was – it was – I, I go. I could do it all over again, honestly, huh. and um, that's how I, I, I explain that. But um, it was, it was, it was a great experience. Like honestly, I want to say it was almost perfect. Only I wouldn't say it was perfect because we didn't win the championship. Right. But everything, far as like you know, the vibes and the event, and you know, meeting people and the connection that I had with the players, my teammates, man. Shout out to Sasha Muda. Like it was just dope. Like it was, I felt like a brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? Like 
So at that point, I, like I was like I'm like I want to have my career here, like, and it was just that vibe. But I also want more for myself too. So, right. so you couldn't stay. I mean, I think I could have. I, I definitely would have went back another year. I mean, I still would go back another year, obviously with you know certain different changes, you know. But right. um, I go back, but I don't. I don't think I would you know try to stay there for like you know three years and plus maybe you know. I, I don't know. I just, I always expect more for myself, so. What's it kind of like, that period, because uh, after that, you went to Slovakia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's it kind of like, those periods of where you're not playing, but you have to stay in shape, and you're basically a free agent, so you're waiting and waiting and waiting. Honestly. But it's not like as if, I mean, you never know, but, like, the Lakers aren't calling, or the Cavs aren't yeah. calling, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just random sort of teams from, like, Europe. Asia or wherever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That so you know sometimes nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that's that's the fun part about it, honestly. Like, with me, um, I would say, like, I would say um, for, like, people that actually go through these phases, those are probably the, the, the days that you're supposed to, you know, be strong the most, like, mentally, because you're legit sitting around not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. and when you're home and you're around a certain environment of people, family, whatever, friends, whatever the case mm. may be. A lot of stuff comes to you like, oh, you need to get a job. You see what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, but it's like if you actually know what you're doing, you, like far as like investing in yourself, you can, you'll be good at the end of the day. But like at that point, like I said, for me, it was like, yo, get a job. But I knew what I really wanted to focus on. Like, and I'm like, like I told you, I had to my work ethic. I had to boost everything up. So I was just like, whatever happened, like when I get a call, then I just want to be ready. So mm-hmm. every day I'm going to the gym, working out, working on my body. You know what I'm saying? And then I also with the modeling and stuff. They gave me more motivation to work out of my body. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not necessarily really thinking about that contract. You know, that's what I want the most. But I feel like when you really sit here and wait on it to come, it, it, it won't come. It don't come when you expect it, at least. You don't want to put yourself in a, you know, a phase mentally where it's like, I'm not doing what I want to do. Like sometimes, sometimes you got to – you can't play basketball the whole year. They don't do that in the NBA. They don't play – the whole year, you know yeah. what I'm saying. You get off season. That so that's what I looked at. That's my off season. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, any any athlete that you know you're waiting on a contract, whatever you're going through is your off season. That's your time to grind. You know, research on yourself, what you can do to better yourself, as far as an athlete and everything. So uh, Indonesia, Slovenia, Slovakia, excuse mm-hmm. me, not Slovenia, different mm-hmm. country, very different, country. <laughs> very different country. Um, I think at least. And you've been, you've been modeling for Nike. Now, I, I know a couple of uh, women who've modeled for mm-hmm. Nike uh, as far as basketball. Uh, Milani Malik, um, Nikki uh, Avery um, also has done some modeling. I, I think you might be the first uh, male model that I know modeling. Shout out to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you always like to bring up first on the podcast. One of the first male models that I know uh, personally modeling for Nike. Um, how did that come about? What's that experience like? Man. And uh, like, are you walking out? Are you walking out the street with like extra swag now? Because nah, I like, mean, extra swag. Listen, man, I just talking about talking to me about that. Um, it was honestly from like you know the times when you know you're in the house, you thinking about yo, what can I do to put myself in a better position? Mm. I wound up actually reaching out to Nike, like sending them a whole you know blueprint of something that I had planned at that time, you know, and which was like probably two years ago, and I submitted that to uh, to try to become an ambassador for Nike. You know, try mm-hmm. to find ways. You know, who can I talk to? Whatever the case may be, and I kind of forgot about it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I kind of forgot about it. Like, oh, you know, it took a while. For yeah, them to like no, but it was because I had a connection with somebody, and they was sending it to somebody else. Oh, okay. so I wasn't about. To, you know, what I'm saying like keep asking. Yo, we've got they wrote that. you back, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but now, nah, um, so I kind of just shipped that off, and I low key forgot about it. But um, I guess it came back full circle because I got an Instagram DM from somebody like, yo, we want to use you for this campaign, and I also was huh. doing the um. 
I shot a, uh, a audition shoot video over here in um, Stuyvesant. By Stuyvesant. Okay. Yeah, 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 the, the, the yeah, basketball yeah. course over there. Yeah, basketball yeah. course yeah. Chelsea Peter. Yeah, yeah, I had an audition shoot for that. And wound up, you know, at the end, it come to find out it was for the same thing that they hit me up for the campaign. It's crazy. Yeah, oh. so yeah, that kind of solidified wow. me. Yeah, they, after that, it was like I think you should have told like like when they brought you in, you should have been like, "Yo, man, I loved you guys so much that I almost went to the school, but they had Adidas." Yeah, like, nah, <laughs> yo, for real. Like, but but that's the thing. Them. Like, I mean, you you get like like stuff like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, far as you know, podcast. That's when you get to express that. Yeah, yeah. when you go there, you talk that's to true. them. They it, like. The, t- the top person that you probably should be speaking to about it, they may not be in the room at the top. Like, that, right. That's like me saying that yeah. to a stylist. Like, yo, I love work. It's like, oh, okay. Like, because most of them, the stylists, they don't work for Nike. They'd be working with them. With them. So they didn't right. book some stylists. You know what I'm saying? For right. The time. right. Right. I want to know more about this DM. Like, <laughs> so. Slide into it's time. Like, DM. No. <laughs> no. But, but, because if I get an Instagram, and this has happened for like, you know, business stuff now, because all of these social medias, they have DM. Oh, I see where you're going. Well, sometimes you get that message and you're like, yo, is this legit? Yeah, not? I'm like, yeah, what I was the, the like, what, what, did it have a verified check? And nah, was it see, like, yeah, the dude, he like, was like, you look at it and you're I, like, yo, this is an Instagram DM. Like, this is why I set you up. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? Because I said that. I'm like, yo, I could have got kidnapped. I should have told you. <laughs> but it's the thing, like, uh, the dude that actually reached out, I really don't even know his name. Like, I ain't paid attention to him. I think he was a, like, a photographer or something like that. I kind of clicked his page, but. There are a lot of photographers yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was on Facebook. So, I mean, I didn't really. I don't know. I just I just took my chances and went with it, and it happened that you feel me be what it was. So you got lucky. That's what you're saying. I, you could say that. You could <laughs> well, say you that. Get you could sometimes. Yeah, I'm still here. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Some people get catfish nah, out here. Nah, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But I mean, yeah, for, but for them to write me on Facebook, that's why I was kind of like skeptical. Because, you know, emails is professional as far as right. the big band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But I don't know. Maybe, because now that I'm further into the business, I, I mean, it could have been like somebody. The uh, director, he could have came, you know, directly. Like, you know, I want this kid on the, yeah. you know, on the thing. Yeah. So I don't know. They could have seen my highlights on YouTube and was like, "Yo, we want him." <laughs> That's yeah, true. He sent somebody to come contact me. That's true. You yeah. never know how sometimes these connections come out of blue. You never know. Yeah, things happen so many, like this. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we go to break, uh, you have also started your own brand. Oh yeah. Uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah. We see you putting your clothing out there everywhere. Yeah. We talk a little bit about this. Tell the people about your clothing brand and what you're doing with that. Um, my clothing brand is actually uh something that I always wanted to get into. Um, you know, just going through the um. Phases in life, as far as basketball, you, you know, you get turned around. But I, I came across the opportunity to actually buy a MacBook when I was in Indonesia for five hundred dollars off somebody. Shout outs to her. Um, <laughs> Shout yeah, because yeah, when I once I got that, I, I you know I download, I bought, I purchased some uh, the apps and the thing and um, Infinity Designer, and I started yeah. messing with that. And then from there, like it was times when I was like staying up late. On a laptop when we have a game, you know what I'm saying? And my yeah. my shout out to my big bro Ar- Arky, he made yo, you gotta go to bed, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're happy. So my mind started wandering that way, and I was like, you know what? That's when like, cause I had somebody in my corner. I was like, I gotta pace myself. So like I said, but in a whole mix of like, I'm doing it for cause I have a own, I have a style. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everybody has a way they dress, but I have a vision to create things that you know may not be been created yet, or you know what I'm saying? Like somebody in top. Artists or somebody may wear mine. Chris Brown with my join the video. You see what I'm saying? There's so many stuff that can happen because you know it's creative mind, as far as just my personal from my personal aspect. So I'm just excited to kind of you know mix that and you know collab with whatever I could get out of that. Yeah. When did you start? Excited. Oh, uh, like a year ago. Like you know, it's crazy. A lot everything going on legit was like a year and a half after graduating college. All this came in a year and a half, and I'm like, I don't know how, but. 
you know, I'm embracing you're grinding, it. You're grinding, man. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, so I'm going to grind. That's it. Point. You grind. Like you said, you grind. You put yourself out there. It, it'll happen. We're yeah. all grinding. Yeah, all yeah, right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about pro basketball overseas with Tyreek. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA Finals. As we're recording this podcast, it'll start tonight. Oh, well, Cavs versus Ron. Uh, Ron. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can tell who Tyreek is rooting for. Ron. And we'll talk about what Ty- why Tyreek and I have something in common right, and the fact right. that we are both Russell Westbrook fans, Shout and Brian is not as big of a Russell Westbrook fan. All right. We'll oh, get, we'll, don't misrepresent. We'll, we'll get into we that. We also got a video. And why. And we have some videos to talk about, too. A submission. Somebody's question about that. Oh, they're the playing the National Anthem. I'm we'll, not watching. We'll talk about that <laughs> when we come back on the 800 to Tell podcast. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers. and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't Hard to Tell who has the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. Best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting, and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from Season 1 and take The Sports Walk today. All right, we're back. Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 32, the Carmelo episode to make Matthew Feniz, our producer, yeah. smile. Yeah. Uh, we are back. Our guest is Tyreek Jewell, pro basketball player uh, and Nike model uh, and Russell Westbrook fan. I'm yes. going to also add that to your title as well, too. Uh, but we, guys, we are at the NBA Finals. We are here. This is what everybody plays for in the NBA. We're all basketball fans. I mean, not everybody. What'd you say? Not everybody. Some people like money more than the NBA Finals. I mean, Who, the players you talking about? Some of them, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you're probably right like, yeah, but, but the fact that I'm, I was talking about we as the fans, we're, we're excited about this, too. Nice. And, and we, we think everybody's playing for this, if we say. I'm not so sure everybody's excited. Well, we're going to get to that. So. Hey, this is the fourth time the Cavs in a row, excuse me, I want to say that in a row, the Cavs and Warriors are playing each other. First time ever. That's first time ever this has happened, four yeah. times in a row in the finals. Uh, we just saw the first time ever in the conference finals. Both went to game seven since 1979. Are you excited? That's the thing I've been asking people. Are you excited about this, seeing this matchup for the fourth time? Some people are excited to see Braun again. Some That's why I'm excited. excited to see the Warriors again. I, did, I, I, I was adamant right before you go, Tyreek. I was adamant on this podcast. I was like, I do not want to see Boston in the finals. Boston? For, for I, yeah, the Celtics. I did not want to see That's one of his finals. favorite places to go in the country. 
<laughs> if you couldn't tell the sarcasm in that, then I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Although I'll go, to, I'll go to Fenway again. You want to go to Fenway? Like we did last yeah, year or, or St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that's oh, a whole oh, other story. We, we, yeah. That's a whole. Oh, we didn't story. tell you that story yeah. about. Oh man, that's just a whole other story. Like a vibe. Wait yeah. till we finish that song. It's not a vibe. It's not a vibe. We went by accident, not by accident. Not by accident. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> we went on purpose. Why would you go to Fenway we, Park by accident? But we went to film an independent wrestling. Uh, at an independent wrestling show in Boston, but it was on St. Patrick's Day in Boston while there was a Boston University hockey game on top of that. And this <laughs> wrestling show was very late. So by the time we got out, it was like 2 a.m. There was still snow on the ground because it was cold like recently. I remember there was this there was this chick. <laughs> bad about everything. There was this chick. Sounds she, like that, right? She had a short, and it was cold, and she had a short. I had a jacket on, man. And it was cool. She had a short black. She had a short <laughs> black. She had a short black dress, and she was walking around barefoot, holding her heels, crying. I remember really? that. What What about we were? Oh no, you <laughs> weren't with me. What about the girl who was drunk late that night and walked in the snow? I yeah, walked I in the barefoot. She was so drunk. This is now. This is now like one in the morning. All right. We were shooting all around the city, getting scenics. That's what Brian's talking about. And yeah. We did this I was waiting man, in the car. And we were about to come back to New York. <laughs> And we just saw a lot of crazy stuff That's that crazy. day. And I'll just say you really feel like a minority in Boston. I'll leave it at that. Do you have any stories that uh, <laughs> kind of rival that maybe from your, your I mean, time travels? I mean, only, uh, you've traveled a lot. <laughs> the weird, uh, the awkward stuff maybe. Um, when I was in Portland, I didn't realize how, like, maybe it's the area I'm in, but when I went to Portland for a shoot, I seen like a lot of homeless people. It was just like like crazy. It was crazy. Like, it was a lot. But you know what, every corner. Really? You, know, you know what, man? I've heard that about Portland and other places in the Pacific Northwest. Like San Francisco is like that too. If you ever been out to the San Francisco, San yeah. Francisco's got the homelessness in San Francisco. I you feel like you feel, <laughs> you, I like San Francisco too. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying. I don't think I saw one homeless person. What in San Francisco? I don't know. Oh, you were San Francisco. <laughs> now we was. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, maybe, like I said, could have been a part where I was but in Portland. Was at, but, yeah. Uh, San Francisco. Right? Nah. I really? How, 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 I was, maybe I, maybe I was enjoying my my life too much. Like I was, maybe, I was living my best life <laughs> to the point where I wasn't looking for no. You know. No oh, you made it sound like I was. Looking I, for so, so, nah, so, no. So. When I was in Portland, it was a little jail. Every every time you turn a corner, it was like yo. It was like. It made you feel like the dude ran from the other corner. To, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, it's no way. Yo, not laughing at homeless. Nah, no, no, no. Nah, me, feel me? Nah, I'm not, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't Wait, know. So, so how was San Francisco? Like, what, It what? was just, that was a vibe. Like, you know. I like, love San Francisco. Yeah, it was just a vibe. vibe. It's different from, like, other places. Like, I heard, since, like, LA is, like, legit different from San Francisco. I've never been to LA. Yeah, I've never been to LA. Yeah, yeah so when I was since I, like, felt the San Francisco vibe. Like, I just, you know, I just hate the hills. It was too many hills. A lot of hills in San Francisco. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely trying to take cabs everywhere. And I'm like, I'm an but back but back to basketball one of the teams that plays right outside of san francisco the golden state warriors uh they're playing the Cavs again tyreek uh brian doesn't sound like he's too oh, they excited tonight yeah oh, game one. Oh. Game one. Man, listen, right now. I, was to, I was trying to contact Braun on instagram like yo bro yeah, <laughs> this we need this for ring you're gonna read that july no, but about, about like, because uh, what I was saying, my yeah. personal opinion, if the Rockets would have matched up with the Cavs for finals, I felt like, you know, Braun, that would have been guaranteed Braun's fourth ring. That's how I felt. But um, the Warriors. With without Chris Paul. I don't know. Chris Paul is tough. I actually met Chris Paul, too, uh, in high school. Shout out to him. I don't think he remembered me, but hey. Um, <laughs> I met you, bro. But um, <laughs> now, nah, um, 
I, it would have been tougher with Chris Paul. They probably been like four three maybe with Chris Paul. I, they probably wouldn't. But you still think Cleveland? And I think Cleveland still would have edged out maybe. Hey, I respect it. So are you, get, I would, are you excited for this? Are you giving Cleveland? Any I'm shot? always excited for basketball, but uh, Kevin Love's back. Um, I just I, I just can't go against Braun. Like even though I'm like LeBron's my Michael Jordan of my era. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, right, the, right, yeah, because right. everybody and know. we come from the same era, so. Yeah. All right, so, oh, you, yeah. y'all gonna piss off some older people. Yeah, nah, no, 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 no. You know, this, this they, old, they got their own era. Yeah, they got Jordan. I agree with all that. I agree with that. Somebody grew up watching Jordan. I agree with all that. I no, like, it's not it. like we said LeBron's better than Jordan, nah, even though I he is. No, and if you see, feel that way, I just try. I baited y'all into that. I baited y'all into that. Don't make me quick on say that. You heard what I said. He's the best player of out. Yo, if you're 30 and up, nah. He's the best player of my. So he's my joint, but Westbrook is my favorite player. But um, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but um, I just can't go against Braun for some reason. So you're picking Steph Curry got a fresh cut. So your picks, you're giving, you're picking who? Me, me being like basketball respectful and understanding the game and how I want to say, nah, man, be disrespectful. It'd be disrespectful. Nah, like, I, I want Braun to win, but the Warriors is tough. Like if Braun, if Braun, honestly, Braun wins this chip. The, from how the playoffs went from him actually carrying the team and I hate saying it carrying. It would be insane. It would be that. I'm using this for the, he's better than Michael Jordan. Right. I'm throwing that in the, on the right. resume. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. You have that to. would be real yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. argue me on that. strong but, argument. I mean, right. that, and a lot of people are giving him props for just getting here. I mean, you know I what I mean? Like, I have yeah. even with, tough. Because, like, he... like that down. They barely got through uh, Toronto. Yeah. He's... No, they barely got through Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They swept Toronto, Toronto. And then, you know, getting... No, I think, he, I, I think Tariq makes good points. I think you do, too. I think he definitely deserves credit for being it. So, what's your prediction? Honestly, I'm going to say... Your, okay, we'll, we'll do it like this. Your head says what and your heart says what. My heart say Braun 4-1. That's it. My heart says four two four one. I would love to see LeBron but do it. You know my I, mean? head, I feel like it's a much better story. In my well, head, I'm, I'm kind of over Golden State to be honest with you. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. in my head, I'm saying four two just because like four two who uh, Warriors in my head. Okay. But my heart, I want Bron to win. But I'm saying that because of I think in a point where KD is at in his career and his right. mind, his mindset mentally. Yeah. you got Draymond, the devil on his shoulder. He's not gonna let KD. <laughs> he's like not. That. He's not gonna let KD fade out of the series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there's certain plays that may off. fade out of the series, and you know, it was like, oh, they pulled it off. But Draymond's not letting it happen to nobody. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what I noticed as far as watching the words. They have mm-hmm. a lot of things that help you run over a lot of bumps that you come across in the middle of a game. Yeah. You know, like you break down the third quarter, you're just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You got Drake on the edge. You seen the meme with yeah, 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 he yeah, like this. Where he's talking to his ass. Yeah, so, like. like I said, as far as <laughs> being a basketball and understanding basketball and, you know, the pieces they have on the team, even if you're not putting up 30, you got players like that on your team. You got Curry, the potentially the best shooter in the, you know. Ever. I yeah, ever. My opinion. KD's a damn 6'11 sniper. Like, mm-hmm. and he can dribble the ball. Like, Clay Thompson don't miss. I mean, and if he does, we still yeah. So, I'll <laughs> ask you this directly before we get into something else. If if LeBron pulls this off. if, if He's better and, than Joy. And, and your heart. You're, you're, <laughs> ready, you're, you're real quick. You're, you're definitely able to say that. Because I've been watching LeBron since I was young. Like, So, I still, if he pulls this off, what I want you to do is you got to either go on Instagram. You have to go on Twitter. You got to put your flame suit on. And go with it. You got to be like, yo, he's better than Joy. Man, Come listen, I might, I might do that. I, I know viral, you do. No, we can do that. Now. I've been dipping my toe in the water. We can do that. Kind of like, hey, you can do it. We can you do ready? that. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm coming bronze. Get I'm your winning. flame suit on. Everything. Every, yeah. Cavs. Everything. I, I don't want to get off on a tangent. The lane. So we we t- we talked about the fact of you know what whether, whether or not. Oh, my prediction. Yeah. Um, I said Warriors in five. My head tells me Warriors in five, but I'm what rooting. What do you want? 
I want Cavs at seven. Me too. I'm, I'm Wait, why exact seven, same though? Me. I want, because the last time we got seven with these two, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Kyrie hit the big shot. LeBron had the most, one of the best 100%. defensive plays was, in the finals was, in his career. KD was there? KD was... Uh, that was the year before KD came. See, but that's the big difference. That's even better. That makes it even better now. I want, <laughs> yeah, look, look. I want seven and LeBron to beat him with KD there. Imagine he slays that giant. Yeah. Th- but that, I feel like that would be the better, that would just be the better that, story. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it even crazier for y'all. This is going to make you guys, you might want to get up out of your seat. I want it in seven with LeBron hitting the game-winning shot. <laughs> so dramatic. A 35-foot three. Yeah, so dramatic. A 35-foot so three to win the finals. That's, I want a Curry-like three. It's got me wet. Over KD. Oh, to we, win the finals. Quadruple I'm making it all dramatic. You want to see the Braun look. Thompson here on the left. Steph Curry here. Look after. But, no, but you know what's crazy about that whole thing? They'd actually be away. If he, they'd be in Golden State if that was to happen. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. You tell me you don't want that. I would love I mean, that. no, I would love that. I just don't. Man. I'm talking about far as me being a Braun fan, I, that's going to burn him out. And I don't think it can happen. Oh, you think he'd be so burnt out? I think he'd be burnt seven games with the Warriors. It's tough because yeah, it's, it's like, like after it's, every game they find something to do to kind of you know yeah, come yeah. back to you know, make it harder to beat them. Yeah, it's the NBA Finals, so it's like I mean, they, you if you're tired, yeah, you got to give it your like, you got nah, yeah. You ain't gonna never see Bron up tired, but I'm just saying. Like, I mean, well, he's saying <laughs> that. he's saying that, but he he knows like he's gonna still get like 38, 10, and seven. Think what the last one did the Celtics? He had like forty eight minutes when he closed. Forty, he played. He played for forty eight minutes. I mean, you gotta be impressed with what this guy's doing and playing. All these minutes carrying his yeah, thirty three shot, bro. It's such. We got we have the game on actually while we are. Yeah, that's why I don't get. I mean, I get I get the hate for him in terms. You're way ahead of me, actually. Yeah. I get the the, so the hate for him on, in terms of like, level. Yeah. like people were trying to freaking like just tear him down just because like he's great at what he does and you know a lot of Nick fans hate him because they feel like he cheated them out of going there when it's like why do you like this Jordan? You can't make everybody happy. Why do you That's like it. why do you like Jordan more? Bucket man, why do you like Jordan more? If Jordan was the oh, really the obstacle, funny you should say that. There was a oh, guy. There was, there was a guy. My, no, this is funny. A guy. I like bar, a guy in my barbershop yesterday who was actually pro LeBron mm-hmm. and is an older dude. He was like forty something, and he's pro LeBron is better than Jordan. Yeah. And he said that nobody loves uh, Jordan like New Yorkers do. And I was like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Like they really you know, do. It's like, yo, it's like I respect, they, dude. I it's think like dude. they have amnesia of all the ass whoopings they got in the night. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he, 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 whooped, like, he whooped the Knicks ass consistently and stopped them from winning. That's the thing, but, but it doesn't mean LeBron, that I can't respect his greatness. But as LeBron was coming up, the Knicks were never good. I don't understand a, a Knicks fan hating LeBron because of what he didn't want to come here in 2010. Yeah, the team nah, is trash. The Knicks fans, Knicks fans are no, no offense, no shots on my friend. Nick nah, fans. offend them. But except, 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 I won't be offended. Nah, Nick fans, the are Knicks like are offensive to me. We, we know there's different categories of Knicks fans. Knicks fans yeah, are like that, 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 that annoying ex that's mad that you feel me like you that this better out there. It's like why are you mad that I'm feeling? I'm trying like. Yo. Are you mad at Braun because you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on. I'm like, not gonna yeah. understand. I'm not gonna because he was it. here in New York when he did it. I'm not gonna hard. understand that being mad like, at it. The worst thing on his resume is a decision. Meanwhile, you know, Jordan no, I think the hardest it. thing for the Knicks is that when they get a star, that star wants to be the reason why we win. Like with Melo, 
it was he wanted to be there. Boy, the headline, smack dead Carmelo. Yeah. won because of Carmelo. Yeah. And with that time when he was doing good, when he had Wilson Chandler, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Amari, they broke the team up. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. To get a player that wanted to be yeah. the one. Although I will say this, I would love like one. Of, I've told you about my short list of athletes I really, 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 really want to interview. One of them is Amari Stoudemire because I have a lot of questions for him about that period, Knicks. I have, some, I have some good That'd questions. Be great. All right, but too much of the Knicks. Uh, we've been having people submit uh, some videos with questions about it. We have a question this week coming from my man Tony Chow about uh, the NBA Finals, Conference Finals, and if we were excited for it, if we think the Conference Finals changed the predictability of the NBA. Hey, guys, what's up? So I want to talk some NBA and get your thoughts on something. Lately, the past few years, I've been really down on the NBA. I've been saying, even before this year started, how predictable it is, what we're going to have. LeBron and Golden State, Steph Curry in the finals. And here, just a few weeks ago, we thought, hey, maybe we might actually get something different this year. Conference finals, maybe Houston has a shot, maybe Boston's gonna pull off the upset. But what do we have? Same thing as last year, the year before, and the year before that. So what do you think about this year's conference finals? Did they actually change the narrative of the NBA being so predictable that each team got pushed to game seven? Or does it kind of reaffirm it that you know these two teams still ended up there. Want to get your thoughts on that? All right, Tony. Well, he Tony talks a lot about whether we think the conference finals. We knew what the, everybody knew what the outcome was going to be supposedly this year. The Warriors, Cavs. We talked about it a little bit before, yeah. but the conference finals, as he said, both went seven games. Mm-hmm. Both of the favorite teams were down three two. Mm-hmm. Did that change anything for you guys? Like Tony asked here in in, in the playoffs, did it kind of make it better? Even though we got to the same point, did it make it a little bit more exciting? Or not? Hmm. I would say I don't know. Like people, people just rag on the NBA for just being predictable, and it kind of appears that way because now everyone's kind of. Even though some people picked the Rockets to get to the finals, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, look, you know, all that happened, and we still got here the same way we thought we would." Da 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 da. And I, I don't know. I think people are saying that. It hurts the league, and I think that's getting blown out of proportion because these ratings are still going to be monstrous. Like, you could be tired of Golden State and Cleveland all you want, but this was honestly the best-case scenario for the league. I think Golden State-Cleveland gets a better number than... It does get a better number than Boston anything. But it gets a better number than Uh, Boston-Houston or Cleveland-Houston. Boston Golden State would have done well. Yeah, but not better than Cleveland. I agree. LeBron in the finals is just the best case scenario for the league. And I feel like regardless of what people say, like, yes, the predictability is not great. I feel like at some point you would want some sort of parity like the NFL thinks that they have. Mm. But at the same time, it's like you still have the best players on the planet in your best series. You know what I mean? You have LeBron. You have Kevin Durant. You have Klay Thompson. You have uh, Steph Curry. You have Draymond Green. Like, you have all these stars. Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, and Nick Young are interesting. Like, you have all these stars still in the game in the finals. And, like, what more could you really ask for? It's only annoying because, yes, this is the fourth straight year. And, like I said, I'm kind of over Golden State. But that's just because I'm kind of over Kevin Durant and his fake, like, you know, whatever he's doing. So, come on, come on, man. I'm just like, yo, you sound really mad. No, I'm just like, like, he's being the fake tough guy. Like, you, like... Now, now that he's in Golden State, he's in a lot more like I mean, he you know. Just got, he just feels that team behind him. He feels that that yeah, you know that, what but I mean? that's, he got that's, what, that's the that's the perks of being on the world. That's why I said they're tough to beat because it's not great. like they they making sure you do. We don't care what you got going on when you on this court, boy. We want to win this ring. Yeah, that's all yeah, that folks, is. So I like I like Draymond Green. I feel like every team in life, not just in basketball, needs, needs, needs Draymond like Green. Even though my brother doesn't like him. What, what do you, what did you think? Do you feel like the conference finals changed 
you know anything for you or are you happy we got to this place um honestly that was that was it was weird like when that was going on i kind of it was weird you know it was watching the game every other day so it was like yeah. for the playoffs why it was kind of weird yeah. and um but it was exciting though well before chris paul went down i actually was like you know excited for him to actually reach the western conference final for the first time yeah me too I'm a chris you see what i'm saying like, i yeah. thought houston would win if he stay home if, yeah he would stay I, and you know it's crazy when he pulled his hamstring i called it because i'm like mm-hmm. hamstring and he's like nah he could have cramped and yeah, I, he always yeah. Gets hurt, man. and then at the end you saw james harden you saw chris paul looking like he's like it's over but like i'm like damn that's crazy but um as far as the i don't think it made a difference um and I think it's for the team starting to understand that we don't have to be the number one team. We don't have to wear ourselves out to be the number one team in the, the going same, into yeah, the play. You see what I'm yeah, saying? The Warriors, yeah. they didn't have to, you know, when it matched their 73, you know, seven, what was it, 73? 73 wins yeah. or 69. Yeah. Or yeah. And like Braun was, they fourth going into the um, yeah, they were fourth four, play. They were like, yeah, so, let, let DeMar DeRozan do that. Exactly. Right? So what, you, what Braun <laughs> said is when, you, when I'm coming in, you're, you're building game one. is challenging. Cause I know, you know what I'm saying? And that's feel you out. Exactly. So mm-hmm. when he said that, I was like, man, listen, he going to the finals. <laughs> but cause and from, from our perspective, new team, you're like, I don't know if you can do it. Yeah. I, that let me know where his mindset was at. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, yeah, I'm coming to, but to see them match up. Nah, I don't Ooh, think it made a difference. Thompson you can kind of see it coming. Clay Thompson going to the locker room right now. Yeah, we, we just Clay Thompson. That's still not going to matter. It's not gonna matter. You don't know that. We'll but this, these ahead. are little things that play that roles in that game changes. The Cavs are winning this game. That's, Oh, I hope, I hope, listen, I told you, I would like to see the Cavs win just because I feel like the Cavs winning is just better for the NBA. I'll tell you what, if the Cavs... I ain't gonna lie to you, it seems weird though, because like, for that to happen first quarter, hey, all right, one of y'all gotta come out, play, walk to, you know what I'm saying, like you, him (laughs) collide, y'all collide, you know, you walk to the locker room, act like you gotta get checked up, you know what I'm saying, let's see what what goes on, what happens, and you know, you can come back out third quarter, you see what I'm saying, like... It, it it could be, but I, I wouldn't want to think that because that's my ultimate job to want to get there, and I'll be hurt. Clay might be the first one to go. I, I'll be hurt yeah. if I had to. Uh, it requires an acting class, actually. We're playing NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people, some people do that really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'll be hurt. I'll be All right, hurt. We're, we're gonna we're gonna save the Westbrook talk for the next segment. We're gonna break here. We come back. We'll talk a little bit of Westbrook, and then we're gonna talk a little bit of hip hop. Uh, News of the week: Pusha T versus Drake. Yes. I am here for this. A question that Brian posed to me <laughs> last night via text that I found extremely interesting, and I had a very quick and swift response. <laughs> and I will have the same response here today in the podcast. We'll talk about that more on a Hard to Tell podcast. Sports Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are sixty seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash 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 
What's up, listeners? All right, welcome back. Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 32. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, our guest, Tyree Jewell, pro basketball player and Nike model. Hey. And, as I said before in the last segment, Russell Westbrook fan. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say this, Tyreek. I'm going to come out real quick and clear on this with Russell Westbrook. I like Russell Westbrook. I'm a fan of Russell Westbrook's game. I think the narrative surrounding Russell Westbrook from a lot of people is quite ridiculous. It is crazy. He gets labeled as being selfish. <laughs> people talk as if they know exactly what's going on in Word. Russell Westbrook's head. I was with him last week. Oh, he just <laughs> oh he just racks up he just racks up numbers. He's selfish, but he averages a triple double where he got ten plus assists. You can't I mean, get ten plus assists if you're selfish. I the mean, assist is about giving. Not giving. This, this isn't this isn't giving. in particular to uh, Russell Westbrook, but I mean. If There's I assist a, it's you, called Rondo if assist I assist for a reason. Some water, if I assist you with some water in this cup, am I being selfish? You could be fake, yeah. You could be fake. <laughs> no, but I'm saying with, they're called Rondo assists for a reason because when Rondo was with the Celtics, he would dribble the ball out so there's four seconds left on the clock, find a shooter, and just try to get an assist. Because an assist, you get more assists and you get more money. Like It's not that hard to you figure out. Assist, you I'm not saying points. that's the case for Westbrook. Although it does appear that way occasionally. How, how does it appear Ooh. that way? But still. Like, give me, how does no, it saying, appear? No, I'm saying, like, there are times I've seen him play and he's dribbling the ball out for a while. And then he you, up hold on. When I watch I'm not saying plays, that nobody's moving. You ever notice that? You ever watch the That's also true. That's also true. That's also true, especially with that mellow ain't moving anyway. It's kind of tough, you know honestly, with I mean? like, his game because he, he attacks. So you don't want to move and cut at the wrong time when somebody attacking. Now you got, you know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna do nothing but get mad at you. Hey, you probably get something out anyway. So. Do you hold Billy? <laughs> you about to just stand in the corner. <laughs> yeah, if I ain't making shots, yeah, you're right about yeah, that. Yeah. Do you hold coaching accountable? It, and for OKC? Yes. Yes. And if I was Sam Presley, I've seen that. If I was Sam Presley, I would have looked at moving on from Billy Dollarman. I would do that now. They're not because he already said he's bringing it back. It's already, it's already past that point because we're in June. Why, why, why do you love Tyreek? Why do you love Russell Westbrook? I love Russell Westbrook. Didn't they call you, didn't they call you Indonesian yeah, Westbrook when he was in Indonesia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. called you Indonesian yeah, Westbrook? Because I had a little, uh, two arm sleeves. And you were wearing zero? Yeah, I'm a zero. You know, um, John Kalaikum. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was, was jacking that. I was, I was promoting that. You know what I'm saying? So I ran with it, but um, he's, my, he's my favorite player. But I like him because he's just like, he's just like he's he comes out, he just plays the game like he don't worry about it. Yeah, I like like, that. All the time. but sometimes like you see that. what I'm saying? Like I've been in that position sometimes where like I get on the court and I zone out to the point where I start to have a bad game because I'm too like you know what I'm saying you're too intense. Yeah, yeah, so and that's where I kind of understand you know a lot about Westbrook, but he's athletic and I'm athletic, so I kind of like watch him to see when I can you know pick and choose when to use my athleticism. You know, mm-hmm. so it's more so of a. Uh, game like related thing for me from my understanding and why i like westbrook and also i'm into uh, the fashion stuff too because you know the modeling aspect so i pay attention to stuff like that um and then he got i think it's on clover line too if i'm not mistaken um do you like russell westbrook's fashion not? style stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, why not and there's, there's another, he actually got another one i actually just um subscribed on the email to you know keep up with it but um what you, what was your question? you like his fashion style? Oh, yeah. I think it's different because it's more so like I'm kind of going through that phase now with my hair. I actually do different hairstyles. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I walk outside, people are going to be like, what the? 
You know what I'm saying? What yeah. is he going? But it's that confidence to know that I, I'm I'm cute regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> see, <laughs> I, mean, like, I told you. What did I say? I'm probably a bag your daughter. Like, you know I like, said he's a Nike model. Now he's walking down the street. With yeah, that swag. swag. But you walk down the street, he's like, yo, I'm look good out here. Nah, but that's true <laughs> though. Down the street. It's, no, 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 no. It's true though. You actually got a point though because yeah. when you modeling, you have to you you be in front of a camera. Usually yeah, when you take cameras, you with your man's in them. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's holding phone. They hit you with the picture. You get to see the picture right after you take it. You see what I'm saying? You like nah. Nah, delete it. Take I another even one. I'm taking a step mm. further. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Yeah. When you modeling, when you modeling they like, like this. Yeah. You like this. So they might show you the one that was good. And you're like, I know I got some, you know, a couple, look, crack, crack out of the side. Delete those. Make sure y'all get rid of all those. But <laughs> yeah. nah, when you're in front of that camera, you got to really, like, you got to feel yourself. Yeah, you got to feel yourself. But that, that also comes with anything where you're just putting yourself out there. In yeah, general. that's true. Like, that's you have to have that kind of confidence yeah. in any to field. I agree. Where, especially I agree if you're promoting yourself in social media, like, you can't promote yourself if you're not confident in what you yeah. do. Yeah. Otherwise, you're a liar. And the photographer has been gassing me lately. Like, I'm, I'm to, <laughs> no, because now I guess I'm I, I'm getting so into it. and I'm actually you know studying up on like how to better myself as a model. Mm. Every time I do a shoot, whether it's basketball, or actually just you know taking portraits, they get they so comfortable and they like yo, you're, like they I think it makes their job easier because I know because you know what, you're what it, I know their perspective behind the camera now. Yeah. Mm. So now I know you feel me how to pose and I can feel if it's, it was that was the money shot. That's what I call the money shots. What, what, do you, what, what do you think is it's going to be funny? I'm glad we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Now we've gone from Westbrook to modeling, but yeah, what, yeah, what do you what do you think that um you've learned the most in your time of just short time of modeling? It's only been like a year and a half, but what have you learned about the modeling game besides the fact that your swag is worth from mm-hmm. zero to hundred? Mm-hmm. But like, what have you learned? And we'll get to zero to hundred with that. Right <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what do you think you've learned? <laughs> um, far as like uh, I learned a lot far as like you know business, the business standpoint of like. You know, just marketing and actually meeting people. Cause now, you know, I'm turning around. I meet a lot of people that's involved with Nike, or even just doing their own thing and mm. doing business with Nike. Mm. I meet a lot of uh, models. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of talk to people, get their experience of how they got to this point in their life. So most of the models I've been asking, like, what was your biggest shoot? Cause some of them are signed with agents. I don't have an agency. I'm actually looking for one. So if, you know, hey. yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in your emails. But long story short, right. um. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, so I kind of get a vibe of like different personalities and everything. So that kind of makes me expand myself mentally. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it may not be nothing major, but it's still something that I kind of picked up. That, you know, to socialize people, just random people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then most people, of the people, yeah. most of the models, they say Nike was their biggest shoot. Right. And I'm thinking like, damn, like, because wow. I've been modeling Nike for two years. Yeah. And I don't have uh, 18. So that's crazy. It's, it's a like, grind, yeah. though. Well, yeah, and, and it definitely bef- is a grind. And before we get into the other stuff, uh, what's it like just seeing yourself at a Nike store? Oh, that, that actually that was oh, that's crazy. That happened, yeah, yeah. The first time it happened like what, a couple days ago, probably three, three, two days ago. If I'm not mistaken, I walked in the store in Soho, and I'm looking, but it's weird because me looking at myself, yeah. my hairstyle, how my whole aura, it yeah. was a whole different mindset and time of my life. So I look at it, I'm like, I don't know how to feel. Like I, yeah, done that I don't know how to feel. Like I've seen it before in pictures, but I've seen it in see person. You looking at yourself. I mean, that was kind of weird because I didn't want to be like, you know, you sit there and you start stretching like, yo. But I said, my hair was longer now. So yeah. if you look at it, you wouldn't even notice. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you would know. I had a bandana on in the picture that I seen. Okay. But there's pictures that I seen that was just by myself. And I didn't get to look at those. But um, shout out to the people that sent me the picture for those. But seeing it seeing it in person, it was like, I guess I, that was a form of progress. You know what I'm saying? To show like, yo, you're, you're, you're doing things. You're going places. Like, so whatever, you know, that you have, you know, stressing, whatever it is. 
Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be all right. Stuff like that is rare. You don't see yeah. yourself in the yeah. You, and you appreciated the opportunity. All right, man. Listen. Yeah. Shout out to Nike, man. All right. So talking. Speaking of appreciating, Hashtag don't worry about it. Speaking <laughs> about appreciating opportunities in the moment. Uh, one thing that sounds like we all are appreciating right now is there's a hip hop beef going on. Drake versus Pusha T. Ooh, this is right in I don't know why that feels so personal to me. To you? Personal. Yo, no, it, not to, but like right. one part of it. Feels no, but listen, it's me. Uh, not, not like they whatever they say is relatable yeah, yeah. to me. But oh, okay. it's just like it's it's like I feel like I don't know if it's I don't know. I push it, push it to you. His comeback, his response. Well, yeah, it well, was let's, like let's start at the beginning. Right, so yeah, so do we have to? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody just to go on order. So because where Tyreek is going, I was like, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. So Pusha T's album drops, right? Okay, and then later that day, uh, Drake drops his response, like yeah. right in the afternoon. Duppy freestyle. Maybe he heard his album a few days earlier because you know these guys have connections, yeah. whatever. He was prepared. He was like, I'm gonna wait till the afternoon. Boom, Duppy freestyle. Uh, and you know, I'm not a huge like Drake fan. I think he's super talented or whatever. I'm just not a huge Drake fan myself. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best Drake anything's I've ever heard. Like in ter- because I love rap, I love bars, yeah. and he really like brought it on that. Like I was yeah. like, woo! That was one of the best diss songs I've heard in a minute, in a while. I feel a butt coming on. Then no, yeah. no butt. <laughs> there no, gotta be a butt because push a T. What? And then all right, then but. Push the team on on what was it Tuesday night when he came back and it was super personal. Like we don't have to get into the specifics because I mean everybody knows by yeah, now. Yeah, you should know by now. If you don't know Cliff Notes, Drake he, and he got really. You don't know Drake might have a kid out there. Yes, yes, he got really. No, you're personal. the first guest to bang the table like Brian. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> me, me being myself. <laughs> That's, That's Brian like all the time. But he got, <laughs> but he got really per. I just did it right now. He just got really personal. No, but look, that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Drake. Like, I love Drake. You know, I love everything he's doing. As far as like the business standpoint, yeah. and everything. No, I respect all the other stuff that I don't know about. Obviously, what Pusha T's putting out there. Yeah, you know, uh, Pusha T. I know I kind of grew up, you know, knowing about him too. But he was kind of, you know, doing what he was doing. Dipping down. Yeah, it, it, this is a. You know what I want to say? This is one of the Brian came out biggest, when I was like seven. This is maybe eight, one of the bigger rap feuds we've seen with people from two different generations. But they both yes. beasts. That's and the they're both. Yeah, that's yeah. The we know that. And, they're both very and, and like, no disrespect to Meek Mill or the Meek Mill fans out there. Oh, yeah, Pusha oh, already true. showed. Pusha already showed he wasn't gonna be Meek Mill here. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, you know why it's different? Because he the one. He came like I. I whether, He's the one that initiated yeah, it. Yeah. At this time. Yeah. And Meek Mill was on tour when he got this. People forget that. I mean, yeah, but like, hey, like I said, it's, ha- man, it's, it's hard to get off tour. Meek, me, you can't. Meek went regardless. So that's not. I don't. That's nothing to bring back up. But this push right. and T yeah. situation, like I said, he came for him and then he responded and then. Uh, Drake dropped a little I'm upset joint, you know, that was tape. I'm not feeling that track. That I, I like the vibe of it. I played Duppy yeah, over like the over no, My perspective of it, I like the vibe of it from it coming from his next album. Yeah, because it's single. So I'm like, I know you got to have his album. It's nothing to do with the like beat. It's nothing to do with that. It's a single. No, but see, at this point, like Drake is at this point in his career, he can put out anything and people's going to vibe to it. Like the nice for what? I don't know if that's a good thing. You didn't like nice for what? I no, it oh, was no. The concept right. of it, I yes. Like I actually like, like nice for what, but that, but you could, you know how, you know how I like my music, and you could probably tell Vegas. listening to that, <laughs> and you could probably tell listening to that, you could probably tell like I would like something like that because the sample was really cool. He's yeah. actually rapping. Nah, on I just feel like it was for females. Probably that's probably what it is. But I like that. Yeah, nah, I, yeah, I, no, I'm, I, like, yeah. I thought the message was great, so I like that song. It's good. It's got yeah, that new females. Orleans you gotta give like females it. their own thing too. Yeah, everything ain't gotta be split between right, females. Right, definitely. Yeah, nah, definitely. Got that. That's why I, that was the. Uh, but I can hear it. You know, if I'm but can, we, we're all missing 
Okay. The, the real thing here. Bring us up to speed. Let's go. Pusha came with the story of Adidon, and as Tyreek said, he came and let y'all know that he's got a kid that he may not, may or may not be taken care of. It appears that he's been Nah, his kid is being well taken care of. That's why we had to find out find through Pusha. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, well, you know what I should say? He's covered it up, right? Or at least to the point that he's covering it up, or, or the way Pusha's saying now that he would have... It's funny to bring this up. This comes back full circle to you. The plan was for him to unveil his son mm-hmm. through an Adidas marketing campaign, secret campaign, and yeah. we know how you feel about Adidas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. But what would what would, you talked about your reaction to W Freestyle, right? Yeah. And we talked about the shocked. timeline here. Ty- Tyreek, <laughs> when you heard story added on, what was your face like? Well, added on to to not, no, yeah, for, no, to what just, he said. Yeah, Pusha T's last diss, the story added on. I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I was stuck because I came in the room, my uncle was like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking like, what you doing? He like this. And I'm looking like, so, <laughs> yo, so he's, he, 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 he put was like this. Finger so he, over his mouth for yeah, so people he plays listening. it back. So the first time I heard it was actually from he like this is playing. And I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm like, oh, like, so this is not just like, you know, let me say something and let you say something. This is like, I'm, I'm saying stuff that you are trying to hide. And you know what I'm saying? In the, in the mix of, you know, the culture. Cause he's pretty much me- messing up Drake's marketing plan right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's oh, like damn, no, like, yeah. But that's what and I'm saying. Beat selection, but that's part yeah. of the beat. You see what I'm saying? Cause he's like he's saying something about that. He's kind of trying to you know disturb more about you know bring let that let that uh, what he said let that girl be your what he was saying let that girl be your world yeah, like yeah. whatever. And it was oh, like damn, so, like yo. it makes you feel like well, Drake not like that. He's not out here doing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I mean, what? I personally don't care. Right. But, right. Yeah, yeah I'm saying far as the beef, the point of it actually saying that it was it was just so. At this point, like I said, it, it's personal to me because now I just feel like any time a song come out, something I can I'm I'm waiting to hear some wildness. Like you see what I'm saying? You're talking like, about on on the, on parts of Drake responding. Yeah, I want to see how he's gonna respond. Yeah, he's going to respond. Look, I had a conversation. <laughs> you can't. Like, I had he's, he's better. Okay. He got to. <laughs> you're about you're saying that he has to. Why do you think that he has to respond? Honestly, at in my perspective, yeah. I'm saying he has to for us yeah. for the for the for the sake of the beef. Like we like, yeah, we and his own pride. Also. We, see, like I know I'm not but saying is, like, is it on that? Is it like yo, somebody came at you this way, you can't No, that I'm saying it from so. I'm saying it from perspective of we want more. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. far as like yeah, far as him having to Too respond. Listen, Drake Drake didn't even have to respond to the first he could have just brushed it over. Listen, we in different tax brackets. You, he could have <laughs> he, he could have said whatever he wanted to say, but like I said, I think for the sake of the, the, the beef and the culture that we want more. That's that's all Yeah, you can't leave it at I that. I mean now, here's, here's After all that, you can't just leave it at that. I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I spoke with a friend about this, and you know, she was like, yo, he's got to respond. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't know if he really has to. The more I think about it, too, I'm like, yeah, well, somebody says that about you. And you mentioned, you hit on this. You said that it messes up his marketing <laughs> plan. No, no, because nah, 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 you said it messed up his marketing plan, <laughs> and he's got an album dropping on the 18th of June. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, think about it. If somebody said this about you, you know that anything you do for your press tour, anywhere you go, somebody's gonna come to you and be like, "Yo, so I mean, Pusha came at your mom's. He said it's about your son. <laughs> That's and, true. Like, you so do either you can diffuse it and say nothing, but then you can't really go and do any interviews. You can't be sitting down here like you are with nah, us. Nah, but at that point in your career, you could pick and choose who you want to be. Like, he could go to a show and not have to talk to nobody. But it's his, true. But, it's but now. That's true. Everybody in the hip hop community of hip hop fans are looking at like you need to do this with bars. The only way out of this is bars. You can't be a dismissive. You have to come with bars. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more so people looking at it like we we know what you're capable of. As far as you're saying, so it's Drink like your rap. yeah, but we're expecting. It's not even us saying that you have to. We're expecting him to honestly, you know, respond and 
So if you want to see what he's gonna say, to if this, he doesn't like, respond, you're disappointed. Um, yes. far yeah, the sake of yeah. for the for the beef part because it, it was so quick. It'd be like a, like a snippet. Like they they gave us a preview of a beef and it was like yeah. that's it. Like now we like, gotta go back. You could be good though. But think yeah. about it. I mean, he, he, would, he, but he would let push it. That means you're letting push it start this and finish it. You're letting him laugh, have the last word too. Somebody's oh my god! Somebody's, somebody's got to finish something. Though. All that person. Yeah, everything got to come to an end. Somebody's got to come to an end. I don't know how. Is it that people don't want it to be Drake to come to an end because he's regarded? Yeah, they always want to see you. They always want to see the top. Like my coach Breaker said, they want you. They want to see you here. They want to see you. They want to see this. Like uh-huh. they want you to. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, that's up to you how you respond to things. Like I said, he didn't have to respond, and it wouldn't have been this deep into it. But that that it took, is, he took the bait. Because you, I, I, I feel like he took the bait because he have ammo. You from ammo to come back? That's why. That's my perspective. Oh, you yeah. better have ammo to come. But what I'm saying is, Pusha clearly had ammo. This was calculated by Pusha. I think both of them have. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Let me ask you guys one last thing. Do you think Drake has to respond in a certain time frame? We heard the story of Adidon drop on Tuesday. Does Drake have to push the three days to drop his this? This will drop Friday, so maybe yeah. he drops it on Friday. Do you, do you think that Drake has to do something Listen. pretty quickly, or should he take his time and do this? A la Nas did with Ether. Honestly, it depends mm. on it depends on uh, his whole marketing, my perspective, his marketing plan. Like, if I was in Drake's shoes, I probably would have dropped the campaign on my son and then rapped about how I just my son just made two hundred thousand, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Like, Drake's on his butt, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, uh, what's it called? Drake's album, his album's coming out late in June. Um, that other dude is coming out with an album on Friday. We're not going to say his name. You know who I'm talking about. Pusha T's uh, producer on his last project. He's dropping his own solo project that's coming out, right? Mr. West? That's coming out on Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So... I, what I think Drake is going to do is kind of go through the same formula. Just release his response probably Friday, probably Friday afternoon, and deter kind of, you know, the buzz that's going to come out from everybody who's claiming they're not going to support Mr. West and end up supporting him anyway. Nah, you know what's <laughs> crazy? When you hear music, like these days people make up their mind and they hear music, oh, and they're like this. You I, ain't know listen, like, I ain't listened to that out. <laughs> But that's the thing. They, it's a lot of man. Listen, you can't do that because you're taking yeah, away from. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, can. I was like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can, and I will. Like, far as you talking about for not listening to Kanye's album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's different. But I'm saying, all right. So what if Kanye produced somebody else? You're not. You're not gonna want to listen. Oh, to I him. listened to the Nas one. Oh, all right, cool. cool, cool. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I listened. I listened to the Pusha T one. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, here's my thing, and I said this before. I don't think Kanye's made a good song in eight years. But I'm talking about his own music. So He's produced. What if his tape is? What if his tape is? What if his, what if, if I hear Kanye's tape, it's, it's, it's three bangers. Out. If I hear that it's fire, every time you go outside, they like, "Yo, Kanye got you heard the Kanye song," and you're like, "Nah," but you gonna, I'm not, gonna, I'm not listening to. Nah, I don't care because I have, I got good music on my, you know. So what I'm you're saying? not gonna I'm check like, it out? No, nah. I don't have to. Out either, to be honest. I don't have to. I could. Well, if I listen to it at one point, I'm gonna make sure that if I do, that I'm not supporting it. So <laughs> I, I'll make I, sure I that I get Matt's phone. I heard it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you gonna make Matt support it? I'll be like, up without his choice. Matt don't care. It's his account. <laughs> it's his account. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we speaking of Kanye had a lot of stuff uh, that was ignorant. Somebody made some ignorant comments this week. We had another video submission. That's right. Two, uh, two good two ones. Video submissions. Today. Two very good ones. Uh, this comes from uh, our friend Nicole. I watched the show. She had this to ask us about Roseanne Barr's comments. 
that were deemed to be racist and a cancellation of a show on ABC. Hey Dexter, hey Brian. So I hope you guys recently uh, heard about Roseanne Barr getting her show on ABC canceled because of some racist comments she made on Twitter. Um, I want to know your hot take about it because there have been people claiming that it is straight up racist and some that have claimed that it's not due to the fact that she compared said woman to animated characters from the Planet of the Apes movies, therefore it doesn't count as racism. I also want to know what you guys think if uh, it's a double standard. Um, people have pointed out that, you know, liberal or democratic, if you will, TV shows, movies, talk show hosts, etc., have called out or made fun of conservative or, you know, Republican people, points of views, things like that. So I want to know if you guys think it's contradictory that APC canceled her show because she said uh, said thing on Twitter or not. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks, Nicole, for that question. Uh, what I have to say to that, guys, is look. Nicole, who, by the way, uh, I helped her out with her web series in 2016, Civil Little Web Series. You should go check that out on YouTube. Yeah, where Brian has an acting appearance. <laughs> yeah. I told me, please check that out. Brian was acting in that. I find it hilarious. It was easy. I was playing an app. Yeah, I can say it, right? Yeah, you're playing an ass. Yeah, I was playing an ass. It's pretty easy for you. I was going to say <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, it's very yeah. easy. Even that smile, because he's like, yeah, I know. That's, yeah. That's it's very short. That's what but I also helped out with some other like aspects of it, but yeah. But Nicole brings up this, this question about, you know, is it hypocritical of ABC to cancel the show? And to some degree, I think that is an interesting question, right? What Roseanne said about Obama's former aide, comparing her to uh, Planet Apes, Monkeys, absolutely racist. No doubt about it. But I... ABC, when they <laughs> yeah, hired... I didn't know about this. I'm oh, did. Oh, we're breaking news for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so caught up in the push your tea and... Uh, Drake. Nah, I said, I <laughs> life is mixed up. Nah, I, 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 yeah. I get it, man. What, when, you, when you hear that happen, but ABC had to know what they were getting with Roseanne, to oh, some yeah. degree. Roseanne yeah. has made racist comments before, and if you didn't know, Tyreek, uh, she's... Said different comments before, very supportive of number 45. Uh, she one time wore a Hitler uh costume, which is <laughs> yeah, extremely, yeah, 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 yeah. It's obviously, extremely <laughs> offensive to the Jewish community. Taken aback by that. So, <laughs> my thing is, before they rebooted Roseanne and brought this show back, uh, last know? fall, they yeah. knew who this person was. I'm not saying that ABC didn't do the right thing in firing him, firing her, excuse me, him. I'm just saying that. They knew who they were getting. And was I shocked when I saw these right. comments by Roseanne? No. I mm -hmm. laughed when she also blamed her racist commentary on Ambien. Prop shout out to Ambien yeah. for the best <laughs> tweet. My tweet of the week, which segment will be starting soon, and just responding that they, they said, We are not aware that Ambien, one of the side effects, is racism. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was a great tweet back at her. So, uh, we're oh, not Twitter, gonna, Twitter's working now. Oh yeah, Twitter was out. You check it all day. We're not, we're not going to spend too much. We're not going to spend too much time on Roseanne, but I think that yeah, I think ABC knew what they was getting. I don't think it's a double standard to answer Nicole uh, when you see liberals uh, make jokes about conservatives. Uh, people are going to make fun of each other on other sides of the platform, no matter what political stance you're on. Yeah, but I don't think that's the same as spewing hatred or racist. Uh, rhetoric. I think those are two different things. So I think anybody coming with that argument that, oh, what about when people make jokes on this side? Yeah, not it's different thing. because normally it's like uh, it's it's normally like you're they're saying they being liberals or whatever, calling other people from the other side unethical or stupid. And I love calling people stupid when they're stupid, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. But that's it's not the same as calling you. 
Yes. I don't even want to like give another <laughs> example of what Russ has. Any like, hateful racist word. Yeah, but basically, like it's like again with ABC, you knew what you were getting into. Uh, part of the reason you brought her in, I feel like, was to kind of appeal to that base to show, like, hey, yes, we're Disney, but we could also kind of touch base everywhere. You see what I see? Like, we yeah. can we could appeal to everyone and have versatility in our programming, and not just appeal to one side or the other. I mean, because That's remember, they own ESPN, and a lot of uh, conservatives call ESPN liberal media just because not everybody is like running around there and you know championing forty five like Fox News does. So I think that I think that with Roseanne, yeah, you should know what you're getting into. Uh, but you know, they acted on it, and it is what it is. I'm glad. I'm glad that they did what they did. <laughs> Anybody here gonna miss the show? No, I, I wasn't gonna it. watch it. And you, did you see the? Did, did you see the <laughs> number? Well, we we already established that you you know Nick at night when you're waiting for Fresh oh, Prince of Bel Air to come on when you're like eight years old and they're giving the reruns you don't know what you're watching and yeah, yeah whatever. Roseanne's, well, Roseanne's not funny, but you saw the numbers that it got, like upon its return, yeah, but like the ratings. I was like. It's like, yeah. all right, man. Not surprised at that at all. You know, I mean, you most know. people put their TV on and don't watch it. To be honest with you. No. So it could have been on the channel. Yeah, <laughs> although although I would true. think that most of the people watching Roseanne are probably NFL fans. I would say that too. All right, we're going we're gonna to break. Uh, <laughs> well, not break. We're going to wrap this show up. Brian, real quick. Brian had a question for me that he texted me the other night. He oh, so I was, I, was, uh, yep. I, was, I was on the subway. <laughs> I was on the subway, and then I saw, like, you know, you know kids sell candy on the subway or whatever. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and not knocking it, not nah, knocking nah, the yeah, hustle, yeah. but, uh, you know, Showtime and all that, that's cool. You grow up around it. But he, you know, he's like, I'm just a young entrepreneur trying to make a little dollar, whatever, whatever. So then I asked, I asked Dexter, I texted him, I was like, because I randomly text you about what I'm trying to <laughs> I randomly text him trying to get his thoughts on things. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what do you think of the kids on the subway selling candy, calling themselves entrepreneurs? <laughs> his response was like, that they're not. <laughs> that was it. Because they're not. They're not. Like, what do you, Tyreek, what do you think? Um, you remember, did you ever have to sell candy nah, for your basketball team? Nah, nah, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't picture, I, like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't picture doing that. But in my, like, from my perspective, I'd say, like, maybe they do something on the side. They just need a little quick cash. So, you know, they consider themselves an entrepreneur type. But in the heat of that moment, no, you're not an entrepreneur. Like, you're not an it's entrepreneur. In, it's innocent, it's innocent hustling. That's it is. It. And you're not an entrepreneur yeah. if you're doing something that every other kid is doing any trip <laughs> anytime in New York City. Somebody else is doing. Yo, you're not an entrepreneur. You said something before we got on that shocked me, though. Which was? That, uh, that, that you've done that before. Yeah, I have. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Man, and you know what? I was like, you know yo, what? I can't picture that. 15, 16, 16-year-old Dex or whatever was not... <laughs> Kind of candy entrepreneur. you had. Yo, I had what's what's <laughs> the chocolate bars? They had the white bars with like this the silver wrapping and had like the white joint around it. Yo, my New York City heads, you know what it was. Cause I also <laughs> I also sold these for uh to raise funds for my senior trip. I remember that too in high school. This is amazing. I sold these listen, somebody who watched my podcast and went to Clara Bar with me knows what Clara I'm talking Bar about. In high school, yeah. But other schools sold this. They, they had he had three different chocolates. One had like the nuts in it, one was plain, another was Something else I don't remember, Damn. but yeah, you know who got bought most of my candy? Family. I'll tell you what I wasn't selling. I wasn't walking up and down the train like, yo, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> like I wasn't doing that. Nobody's yo, yo, that's crazy. I can't even picture that. You trying wow. to picture me? Do- no, picture me selling it, not on the train. But that's what wasn't doing but, that. Hold on, hold on. I want to analyze this a little bit because you know how I am. So we're when almost you, out of time. When so you be quick, when you go when you go on the train. 
And this is the year what? 2000? Yeah, 2000, 2001. All right. So do you get on the front of the car and do you do like, you know, do you have the box here? Do you wait for the doors to close and then you give your speech and no, then you go? No, here's what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> I never did this on the train. Oh. Yeah, it's a family I, the most I ever did on the train was I had like, there was a box I used to have and it had like M&M's and Snickers. This was another separate candy I sold for my senior trip. M&M's and Snickers. And what I remember was sometimes you would just have the box. And people would know that you'd be like, yo, and it was coming, yo, you selling candy? I'd be like, yeah, how much for M&M's? Like, okay. And sometimes you're paying Oh, so you did it kid. the cool way. I just chilled. <laughs> I put the box in my lap. It's right in front of you. Yeah, They'll see it. Chilled. You know what I mean? And it, but you also don't want to be too upfront and out there because when you ride in certain places, you know this. Yeah. You don't want to be out there handling <laughs> money, yeah. handling money. You got to put the candy down. That's how you get got. Yeah. yeah. And when you grow up in New York City, you knew how to be careful on certain places, certain trains. Not that I was going to be like the worst Areas yeah. ever, but when you're on the train, you need to be aware of your surroundings. So that's why I wasn't trying to be an entrepreneur on the train. So how'd you get? How'd you like do that? Like how did you I get, sell? How'd you get stuck doing that? Stuck doing it? Yeah. Like did they I tell you, Yo, Dex, we need money for the ball? Yeah. Team, so it was so. like raising. It was raising funds for the, the basketball team. That so you team. actually did it for basketball? Like, yeah, I actually did. Stuff. Yeah. For yeah you uniform. never kept yeah. any of the money for yourself? No. The only and the only thing I kept for myself was doing the when I did it for raising funds for my senior trip. That money I kept for myself. It went to the, the school kept an account for oh. you. Everybody raised their funds to put towards your senior dues or senior trip, oh, right. and it really helped people in the school. Not necessarily me, but it was for anybody. But if you really couldn't afford, uh, like to pay for the senior trip or your senior dues, this was a way to like grind and try yeah. to make the money. I wouldn't call that person entrepreneur. I just call him hustling. Yeah, hustling. That's thought, what Tyree said. I thought. I thought, I thought, I thought but I was expecting you know Dexter would be like. <laughs> like get on the subway, have the speech with the box out. No, I'd be straight up about it. I'd be like, yo. I'm like, Were yo. you also six two at the time? Uh by my junior year I was. So yeah, I would have just said, yo, we, yo, we need this money. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need this money. Yo, we, we need, need this money. Two, two chocolates for four bucks or whatever they was going for. <laughs> and that's it. Like, yo, you trying to buy this chocolate or not? That's it. So you were not, you were not selling the chocolate on the train. No, I, 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 was, I never had the encounter. You didn't sell any chocolate at all? Uh, I don't. don't Y'all whack. How you that for me? Well, I'm trying to think of what I sold ever. Uh, mm, I ain't got nothing for you, really. Yeah. I was like, where you going? Don't say drugs. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. All right, we're going to wrap it on. I would be a bad the drug only dealer. person here that has sold some chocolate to raise some funds while in school. I'm pretty sure you go around the whole block, you'd be the only person on the block. It's rare. What? I mean, what you, it's rare. That's, that's kind of like a rare thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. My high school didn't have a gym, and I didn't have to do that. So I'm thinking. So I, 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 yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it, it's all perspective, right? Yeah. It all depends. Yeah. All right, so you, you avoid that. You, you don't have your chocolate. We want to thank you for coming on. We want to wish you uh, best of luck uh, going forward in your basketball career. And um, everybody, they can find your Crown Jewel clothing. Check out your modeling on Nike. My Instagram, um, Crown Crown underscore Jewel is my Instagram. Uh, Official Crown Jewel is my... uh, my clothing line Instagram, yeah. uh, Facebook, Tyreek Jewel. Um, you know, everything else is my contact. I don't use Twitter. Maybe I should start. I see this guy actually likes it, so I'll start using it. But Twitter yeah, though. the website is um, officialcrownjewel.com. You could go on the website, you know, check out the merch and all yeah. that. And I got stuff to come. 
Yeah. All right, J J E W E L. We should say that. Yes. J E W E L L. All right, that's our guest, Tyreek Jewell, second uh, professional athlete to ever come on the A Hardstyle podcast. That's it for episode 32 for Ooh. our producer, Matthew Feniza, and his calm, his calm Malone episode uh, for Brian Faseca. Tyreek Jewell, I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace. 4940 Cleveland. Play, play twisted. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even check him out there. Clay's back. Clay's back. That's easy. Yeah, that's all oh, right there. He twisted. He does twist. Yeah, that's oh, how happy.